Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll know more about the baseball models over the course of this episode. Set to cover four Major League Baseball games, scheduled to be played on Thursday, May 11th, 2023. Get you in here and check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswitheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Reminder, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. They get you the A-plus play of the day, all of the A-grade picks. It tells you what number the model needs for an A-grade pick. Those projections are out the morning before, so you can have those in hand, be shopping around, knowing that if a number gets to a certain place, that's where the model says fire away with confidence. Uh, that's also where you get the Discord chat greatest place to ask questions and get advice on all sorts of sports that we don't even cover here from other sports bettors like yourself. So it's a lot of fun over there. Uh, again, under a dollar a day, that link for Dub Club in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion in this show projects a typical game, does not try to forecast it to a T, is a be foolish and impossible goal. We take a long term view on here and don't get distracted when relievers blow late games, when uh, the ball just flies, when the ball doesn't fly, when weird things happen. Bounces up in the long run, but the idea is that we're going to have some good variants. We're going to have some bad variants. As much as I'd like to still be profitable every single day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, uh, Jared, uh, what is on your mind? What is on my mind is what the hell is going on with the Cardinals? Uh, I know this is story is about a week old now, <laughs> but I have just not been able to get enough of the content coming from, hey, Wilson Contreras, we paid you $87 million, uh, but we don't want you to do the thing that you've always done because you're not good at it or not good enough for us, or we have pitchers that are saying that you're not good enough, and so we're going to honor what they want. Just the whole thing was handled very poorly. I don't know in what world where this is an issue, and it so publicly gets out there. Mm. Like In no way does this seem like the best way to handle this situation, but it's like a slow-motion car wreck, and I just cannot take my eyes off of it. I want to get all the content I can. And what I would say is that this also ties into maybe something that happened earlier this season where Tyler O'Neill got benched for, they said, lack of hustle. And mm. the next day they were talking about it and Ali Marmol, the manager, kind of said, yeah, there was clearly a lack of hustle there. And Tyler O'Neill was like, I don't really know what he's talking about. I completely disagree with him, but okay, I guess this is how we're going to handle it. And I thought that was strange at the time, but you know, baseball, lots of crazy things happen. But now this is happening and I just had this like bad vibe about the Cardinals, which is an organization that we never would have thought something yeah. like this would, would happen. So has, has been, has been almost a model run franchise for, yeah. For other than the thing time. where like they tried to hack into the Astros system other than like that thing. Right. Well, which is, yeah. which honestly look to be fair. And as we're Astros fans, if you feel like all those front offices are cheating, basically they're yeah. all trying, yeah. they're all trying to cheat. They're all trying to figure it out. Cause this is yeah. the nature of it. Right. When, when MLB played so just like, we don't care about rules and we're just going to turn a blind eye to stuff. Like all these front offices were looking for every edge they could get in every way possible because they know every extra win means more dollars for them. And so, right. uh, but yeah, other than like that incident, yeah. A, a model franchise for 20 years now, it seems like, yeah. um, I had not heard the Tyler O'Neill story. That is fascinating. Uh, yeah. I, I think Dan Zaborski, uh, a great follow on Twitter. If you don't follow him already, uh, real smart guy. Uh, he's funny, uh, which is always good. And you'll learn a lot from him, people, if, if you don't already follow him. So, so recommend him. Uh, he's the creator of Zips, which is one of the 
original projection systems from a long, long time ago, uh, was talking about it. I think he said it best. I don't want to steal his how he said it or whatever, but it was something to the effect of, you know, you had a Hall of Fame catcher in Yadier Molina. Uh, He announced his retirement. You had a whole year to prepare for this. And you're basically now are crying in your milk because you didn't find a Hall of Fame catcher replacement, but yet you caught you uh, played against him. Yeah. In the same division for like seven years now or whatever it is. And so it's like, it's, it's very puzzling because the solution is maybe make the process a little bit less dependent on your catcher because Yadier Molina, you know, again, hall of fame catcher defensively, just incredibly good. And, you know, you don't get guys like that, you know, (laughs) very often. Exactly. And so make the process a little bit more on the pitching coach, a little bit more on the pitchers, you know, kind of figure out a way that last year should have been all about how can he help translate some of this stuff and make it the next generation, that sort of stuff. And and they just seemed like they got caught with their pants down and just thought that, Oh, well, anybody could just come in and do what Yadi Molina is doing, which is ridiculous. And I think that even something that people have talked about a lot about is that he skipped a world baseball classic specifically because he wanted to work with Cardinals pitchers, be there all during spring training. He was really putting in the effort. And so that's another reason why I just have a very hard time coming to grips with threw the guy under the bus. So publicly when it seems like he was clearly doing everything that him it was making every effort it wasn't like he left the team for three weeks in the middle of spring training to go to the world yeah. so i don't know the whole thing is just very strange. which which and if players do that right that's the right that's fine but it, you know yeah you feel more comfortable with a guy going to the world baseball classic when he's been on a team working with the same guys and it's like yep. hey same old same old i just got to get in baseball shape yep. you aren't missing me but yeah a new catcher coming in he did the right thing which was i got to work with my new teammates and uh he's definitely trying um also of course the ridiculous part about this is he's not a bad catcher and their biggest upside at this point considering how many games in the hole they are is they have to have the biggest upside the biggest upside is having a great bat like that behind the play and figuring out the issues and this isn't going to help Uh, if he is the issue it's not going to help him fix the issue and if he's not the issue then why are you doing it right yes it's very puzzling all around um the uh the thing on my mind uh cousin jared is uh, uh i had a root canal on saturday oh, no. and uh it just got the crown put in today uh, the side of my mouth is like still a little numb so uh i i feel like i can mostly talk now uh but uh the kids kids out there uh fl- floss your teeth uh, adults too floss your teeth it's uh that root canal was, was terrible it was very miserable i have flossed my teeth uh every night since you told me this story I'm let's so see proud. how long that lasts uh, you know, uh, maybe I'll just like once every month, I'll pop in with a reminder of like, <laughs> here's your daily hygiene. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, that was so miserable. Like I get the whole, you know, uh, life happens and we get lazy and I've been uh, su- uh, suspect of that too, of course, but my goodness, anything you could do to prevent having a root canal is something you viewers should, should try to do. Uh, enough about that though. We've got a short slit here on Thursday, six games, two of them don't even have lines yet. So we're going to cover all four that have lines, but there are night games. There, there are, are night games, games. Yeah. and it's fun. That I think we're like really spaced out the four games we're going to talk about, so it, it should be a fun slate to talk about lots of goodies here. Uh, but some reminders before we get to it, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. If you turn on notifications, don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. A grade money line plays return four units. That is the risk plus win equals four. B grades return three. C grades return two. A plus play of the day returns five. Because, uh, Jared, for the second week in a row, you could talk about the A plus play of the day. More of a function of there's only four games with lines, and we have to talk yeah. about something on the show. So we are going to cover the A plus play of the day, my favorite pick of the day. Uh, honestly, like the one reason that you should bet on sports tomorrow is this one game. Otherwise, uh, the slate's I, a little bit suspect. Yeah, with, without knowing what the picks were, I texted you earlier today yep. and knew exactly <laughs> what game it was going to be. 
Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, it's it will be. I'm excited to talk about that one. But uh, with the scaling, with the picks, with everything, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. One ten p.m. Eastern. Padres at the Twins. Get back to Padres here at minus one fifteen. B grade model says it should be Padres minus one sixteen. So a tiny bit of value, and I think the tiny bit of value comes from the fact that Bailey Ober is an above average pitcher, and he's a good pitcher, but he's nowhere near as good as that point nine eight ERA. That's only in three starts, of course. The underlying metrics say it should be a little in, in the low threes, which still be really good. He's a good pitcher, but you Darvish is still the better pitcher. He's done well this year. He always seems to do well. There were a couple of years ago, I thought he was kind of starting to fade, and then all of a sudden, ever since then, he's he's come back pretty strong uh so we still got the better pitcher with the with the better track record and you darvish uh relievers of course advantage twins but offense massive advantage padres uh padres win this one according to the model 54 percent of the time makes minus 115 a decent play otherwise we're going to be in the upper 60s for this one wind blowing mostly across no rain in the forecast and a total of eight and a half whereas the model says eight point four so the model says this total is spot on but a tiny bit of value here on the padres not that I dislike Bailey Ober. It's just that I think he might be a tiny bit overvalued. It gives us a little bit of value here on the Padres as long as you're playing here in the minus one teens. Because in general, what do you got? I like the Padres in this spot as well. To your point, you Darvish, I think is just too good. Bailey Ober. Yeah, the ERA is sparkling, but only three starts. I think I you know, trust you Darvish a lot more, uh, a little bit more of a track record there uh, than, than Bailey Ober does. I'm not breaking any news um, there. And, you know, the weather, you've got wind coming across. You're, I don't think you're going to see like a ton of balls leaving the park here. I don't think you're going to see a very high scoring game. So I think this will stay close. And in a close game, I definitely like the edge of you Darvish over Bailey Ober. Yeah. And he's going to need to, of course, give the Padres some length because that Padres bullpen can just be a, a, a barrel Scary. of fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went more sarcasm. Uh, yeah, this is one where like I, I I feel like with the Padres, every time I back them, uh, I, I want to watch the first five six innings, and then I just turn it off because yep. even even their best hitter pitcher uh, Sunday Night Baseball, Josh Hader, gives up the home run to tie it uh, yep. to the Dodgers. So it's like even their best and Hader's looked a lot better since whatever the heck that was last year that we talked about with his yep. release point and landing spot, whatever was messing him up. But yeah, uh, it, it's definitely a like you know watch this one early, Padres get up, and then just turn it off, and then. See what happens because uh, it's it's not worth the the heart health uh, to yeah. watch the Padres because the Padres, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I hate to like second guess front offices because they have a very tough job and it's not like us playing a video game where we can just hit a button and sign a guy. But you do wonder why they didn't why the bullpen is so bad, given all the money they spent on the offense uh, and knowing that their starting pitching would be so weak. Uh, not a lot of depth in the starting pitching. And I think they couldn't do much about that. They kind of spent all their money on offense. And so they didn't really have a lot of money to go out and sign a good starter. They don't really have any starters in the system. So I think they kind of knew that and they were going to live with that. So like, to me, I'm thinking, okay, well, fine. If my starter is going to be sketchy with this offense, let's at least get some better arms in the bullpen. And it, I don't know, uh, you know. Yeah, and I feel like Hater maybe uh, is is he going to be a free agent after this season? I, I, I'm not sure. So I, I don't know what they do. This is a whole nother topic. They the Padres have locked up so much money in some of these yeah. players. I, they're, I think they're going to have problems putting a team around them. You know, in you know next year, the year after, and the year after that. So uh, definitely going to be something to watch. I don't know what they're going to do long term. They've kind of put themselves in a corner, in my opinion. They really have. Yeah, Hater's a free agent after this season. Uh, he's one of the many players that they've talked about. Just having to let go, not being able to lock up to a long-term deal. They locked up uh, Musgrove. They locked up uh, Cronenworth. Uh, obviously, they, they've given out a, you know, Xander Bogart's big contract, right? But they've, they've got a few guys that they're going to have to let go. They're probably uh, going to probably resign Soto. I mean, you would you would hope 
that they yeah. would given what they gave up that, that they'd be trying to. So yeah, uh, uh, interesting long-term future, but yeah, the bullpen's obviously the concern there, but again, with the starting pitcher edge and you Darvish and the offensive edge Padres at a short price, solid investment here to kick us off on Thursday. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why you should be betting baseball here uh, is this one Royals minus minus one fifteen eight plus play of the day. We got five units collecting on this one. If it wins 2.67, to win 2.33 minus 115 is a gift model says it should be minus 128 that the Royals win this 56 percent of the time uh brady singer maybe can figure it out maybe can't but i have no faith in mike clevenger figuring it out uh, i have no faith in the white Sox. period i, I don't know anything about I, I swear i've talked about every game of this series this is like the trashiest series of of all but here we are again talking about this series but as i mentioned before both right he's on the mound, the White Sox are right-handed heavy. The Royals a little bit left-handed heavy. Makes these offenses about the same. That's the area the White Sox were supposed to be stronger. The bullpen's about the same. I mean, everything's a wash in this game, except you got a better starting pitcher for the Royals at home. I don't understand this price. This is one of those run, don't walk, grab it at a good price here. Um, Singer's been terrible. There's no hiding that. 882 ERA on the season. The advanced metrics, though, say his ERA should be better than what Clevenger's advanced metrics say. And obviously, Singer has a track record from last year being so good. Like I said, I don't know if he can figure it out. It, it, it's one of those where it's like, if we get good Singer, this is a this is a win. And if we don't get good Singer, we still might win because Clevenger's on the other side. And who the heck knows with these two teams? So there's just like a lot of ways. I feel like this one can win. Model projects 9.2 runs. I'm seeing nine and a half and eight. Folks, this is a weather spot here. We might have some rain delaying this start a little bit. It might push it back. The wind is going to change directions after the rain comes through. This might be an under if it gets delayed. This is why you should be on our Discord again, join in Dub Club, because I'll be keeping an eye on this here throughout the day. And depending on what I'm seeing, an underplay might make a lot of sense. If it stays at the normal time and the rain misses, I would not be playing an under with a projection at 9.2 in these two teams involved. But it looks like we might end up with some strong in winds at over 10 miles an hour, close to 15 miles an hour, which would really help keep the ball in the ballpark if this gets delayed a little bit. So weather is worth keeping an eye on here with some potential rain in the forecast. But for now, I'm not playing the total. I'm just focusing on the Royals at minus 115. Cousin Jared, what do you think? This ties in very nicely with our last topic because the the Padres, who we just talked about, did not have the best starting rotation. Let Mike, Mike Cle- Clevenger go, and, and so that just kind of tells you what they thought of, of Clevenger. Yeah. To your point, he is he has not been playing well. I mean, come on, the Royals are terrible, but the White Sox are just as terrible. And like the White Sox are so bad. Like we talked about the Mariners last week. It's like Mariners were disappointing. I, I thought, but it's like oh, you can still see them turning it around. The White Sox are disappointing. They're bad, and I, I don't I don't see it getting in any better. And, and, they're basically you know, done. Yeah, yeah, and the, the the Royals. I mean, you know, they're the Royals. They're not. They're not great. They're um, also but, done. Yeah, they they're they're also done. But you just <laughs> such a, an advantage on the mound with Brady Singer here um, playing in Kaufman. I just think this is a way too short of a price. So love, love the Royals here. I knew it just looking at these two starting pitchers that we were going to be on the Royals. I mean, and if I can eyeball it, that's all you need to know. <laughs> I, uh, I wonder if there's a mental aspect of like all the Royals players kind of new coming into the season, like they weren't going to be good. So like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a professional athlete. I don't know their mindset, but I do wonder if they kind of came into spring training, start of the season, like it's gonna be a long year, but like, we're going to go out there and have some fun. And like yeah. that mindset is a little bit better than the White Sox have to be really disappointed. Yeah. And if you're a White Sox fan, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to insult your team. I'm not, you know, you don't have to fire off in the comments about, 
you know, anything uh, anti-White Sox or whatever. Uh, I, I'm saying they're done simply because they're so far back that they'd have to play at like a 110 win pace or something just to make the playoffs at this point because they have to make up those games. And like, I think they're a decent team. But if they play decent the rest of the season, they're still going to finish 10 games out of the playoffs because the hole that they're in right. is just so is just so large. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, got to be a lot uh, just disappointing there. Everything's got wrong for them. It seems like uh, sometimes it happens. Uh, not their year. Nope. <laughs> uh, to the night game, 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern Rays at the Yankees. Going to take the Yankees here at plus 110. I have to tell you, the offensive rating of the Yankees changes a lot with with or without Aaron Judge. Um that's the that's the problem with the Yankees offense is it's one guy and especially with Stanton out uh I think that's why the Astros were able to handle him so well last year was because they could just kind of focus on getting Judge out and then no one else could do much damage or he'd hit a home run it was like cool it's one run you know and they just don't have a lot outside of that uh him back though makes their offense a lot scarier they're back at plus 110. Sideline says this should be raised minus 106. This is pretty much a coin toss game, given that it's at Yankee Stadium. Drew Rasmussen, definitely the better pitcher between him and Domingo Herman, but the Yankees bullpen is better. And again, I'm just, I'm still surprised every time I talk about the Rays, they have a better offense than their opponent and a weaker bullpen. And I'm like, it's like the bizarro Rays. It is. It um, is the bizarro Rays. But the fact that Herman is the weaker pitcher is a little bit offset by the fact that the Yankees bullpen is better. And the model takes that into account and kind of says, hey, they don't need him to go as deep because they've got a lot of good arms in that bullpen. And that can kind of offset that if he only gives them, you know, five, six innings, that's very acceptable. Whereas for Rasmussen, given the Rays bullpen somehow now a weakness for them, they are relying on him to go deeper. Rasmussen is a very good pitcher. He's a better pitcher for sure. But I think that kind of balances that out. The Rays offense being better is kind of balanced out by the game location. Like I said, this is pretty much coin toss. So plus 110 is the way to play it here on the Yankees. As long as you're getting decent plus odds. If it gets up to plus 118, that would be an A grade. For the Rays, you really need plus money, but plus 105 for an A grade. I don't know where the line's going to go. If a bunch of Yankees money comes in and they start being favored, at some point you flip to the Rays if you get plus odds. Because again, it's a coin toss type game. Uh, so we're just playing the value that exists. Uh, going to go over on this one. Uh, isn't that right, Cousin Jared? We're liking the over here, over eight and a half. As the model projects, 9.8. Yeah, I love the over eight and, a, eight and a half here. You got a moderate wind going out. It's not a cold night in New York. And I, I mean, I, I saw that we were on the Yankees and I was just thinking, there's no way I'm fading the Rays right now. They're just playing too well. I mean, the Rays could score nine runs themselves. And, and so uh, lo love the over here. The model says so. You got the moderate wind going out. You know, Herman's just been an average pitcher. I mean, what, what have the Rays done to the other, other average pitchers they've played this year? They've scored a lot of runs. So uh, I love the over eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, either team could score a ton of runs in this one. If if Rasmussen isn't on and it's a short start for him getting to that Rays bullpen, the Yankees could put up a ton of runs, especially with the wind blowing out. They got a bunch of guys who will be looking for home runs. The Rays offense could score like on – you know, I would say on the moon, but actually be easier to score on the moon. What's the opposite of the moon? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. moon, right? If, if you take the How I Met Your Mother reference, uh, but whatever it is, the wind blowing out is going to help. Uh, and like I said, it's not a chilly, it's not a chilly night at all. It'll be almost 80 degrees at first pitch. It'll cool down around 70 degrees to finish off, but uh, in the 70s for the most part, with the wind blowing out uh, and the and, and the Rays offense and the Yankees offense that goes from below average to above average just with the presence of Aaron Judge because of yeah. how much of a threat he is uh, lends us to run. So a uh, little bit of value here on the Yankees and we also like going over eight and a half as well and wrapping us up with the light when 9 40 p.m eastern giants at the diamondbacks uh you know sean Manaya has has broke my model um 
I, I like if I were to do anything to the model to be like, hey, you know, you need to make him worse, then the whole model gets worse. So <laughs> I, he's like the outliers of outliers in the in the in the bad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the good news for the Giants is Sean Mariah not pitching. I mean, that's really all you need to know in order to back the Giants, right? Is, is Sean Mariah pitching? Yes, no, right? It's that simple, yeah. apparently. Um, you know, the Giants, at least as of now, uh, the game isn't over yet. Have put up four runs on the Nationals. Uh, they should be able to put up a few runs here on the Diamondbacks because Tommy Henry is a well below average starter. Five seventeen ERA in his three starts. Advanced metrics said that's pretty spot on. One of the weaker pitchers in my starting pitch database and they're being backed the giants will be backed by alex cobb 201 era advanced metrics say it should be a tad bit higher but a guy i've been preaching for a long time how good he is uh, you know the giants offense is probably a little bit better both both sets of relievers are decent uh i know this game's on the road but it's just a massive starting pitcher mismatch here minus 135 it only gets a c grade from the model as the model says it should be giants minus 133 but this is one where i'm just eyeballing it and saying i don't have a problem playing minus 135 with Alex Cobb versus Tommy Henry. I mean, this is just a pretty big mismatch. That's all there is to it. The Giants are right-handed heavy these days, which makes them facing a lefty and Henry to their advantage. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little curious as to why sideline only has this minus 133. I feel like it should be minus 140, minus 145. I don't know. I, I think the Giants are a good spot here. Um, starting pitchers aren't the only thing that matters, but I don't see where the Diamondbacks really have an edge, except for maybe a tiny edge at relief. But even the Diamondbacks relievers still aren't as good as Alex Cobb is. So I, I don't quite see this one. I know it's in Arizona. But I like the Giants here. Total is nine. Model says eight and a half. Might have an open roof in Arizona. It's going to be uh, low 80s, upper 70s. So if we do, obviously that's a rare occasion. I uh, don't know if they're going to keep it open or just keep uh, keep it closed or open it up. Uh, it should be a nice night for baseball either way in Arizona. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Yeah, so we, this ties in nicely to a conversation we had last week about when when do I call an audible compared to what uh, sideline has, and this is definitely one of those times that I call an audible when I see a I'm going to go with a 36 point differential between the starting pitchers here. It's two, you know, I'm not big into the math, but I think that's a two and a half uh, standard deviations better than um, Alex. Almost, Cobb is. almost two and a half, yeah, almost two and a half standard deviations better, yeah. So that catches my eye. So this is an example of a time where I would look at the model. I see it only gives a C grade, but I see that starting pitcher mismatch and two and a half standard de- deviations is quite the mismatch. So I myself would probably say I think the Giants are a really good play here. I, I have nothing more to add or teach you. He, he, cousin Jared, <laughs> just casually dropping two and a half standard deviations. Uh, I feel like my work is done. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. You can take over. Uh, it's yeah. your show now. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. Um, but like I said, if we ever have shirts, math is math is, is going to be one the of math- the so. math is the math. Yeah. We're going to get shirts. We're going to get shirts eventually. Maybe this yeah. summer, uh, yeah. summer, fall, we'll, we'll get some, we'll get some merch out for people. Uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, this is the reason to join us on the Discord. We have these type of conversations and the repetition of hearing these things and learning these concepts. Because Jared, you've learned a lot uh, in the last couple of years and uh, the people in the Discord are learning too. Some of them are newer. People, some people take a little bit longer. Some people are quick learners, but just constantly hearing these same things, you will learn. You'll become a better, 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 better. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might not get better at English because I'm not an English person, but you'll get better at math and betting, which is my, my forte. Yeah. So another reason why you'd be in Discord is just all these uh, concepts that, that you can learn and, and familiarize yourself with. And I do feel like, Cousin Jared, you are a great example of that. The, the amount, I mean, you're, you're, you're a smart guy to start with, but uh, I, I feel like you've heard me say a lot of these things and, and you've picked up on them. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, at some point I, I've listened to you talk enough where it just like osmosis. 
right? You know, I've just kind of <laughs> absorbed a lot just from being around. And exactly. So that, that's, that's kind of my method. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, that's all we've got then today. Cousin Jared, any parting words for the viewer? DraftKings came out with their season win totals for college football teams. You best believe I'm doing all of my research, so I'm fully prepared to go whenever we have those season preview shows. I'm excited about Brennan Armstrong being back with his old offensive coordinator Ooh. in North Carolina State. Ooh, I think that's going to be yeah. fun. Also, I cannot wait for my hot takes on Kentucky. I can already tell you, two years ago I was on Kentucky – Last year, I was way off Kentucky. You're back on them, aren't you? I think I'm back on Kentucky this yeah. year, boys and girls. So anyway, yeah. I, college football season is going to be right around the corner. We're doing our research and preparing for the season preview shows. I Anybody. have. I, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I mean, I should always be prepared for college football talk when you're yeah, yeah. here. Uh, I, I guess the question is, uh, are, are you going to be dropping some of these nuggets as you find them? Uh, in the Discord chat for people in the college football. Oh, of, page of course. I mean, all anytime right. that I get an alert in the college football channel, I, I'm all over that. You're excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. I, I figured I was the only person that was excited that DraftKings released their season win totals, uh, honestly. But yeah, yeah, I'm always ready for, for college football. And of course, I, you know, hopefully we'll have the preview shows at some point this summer. Yeah, we, we, for sure. And and I do know that though that the season win totals have been coming out earlier and earlier and earlier every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that makes sense from a sportsbook standpoint. What they're doing is they're putting them out earlier with lower limits. So uh, some of these may not have big limits on it, but you know, a, a lot of people aren't limit betters anyway. Um, yeah. And even if there are lower limits, you might as well get as much as you can in on things that have value because we see these numbers move a lot over the course uh, of the season with regards to the juice. I mean, we'll see yeah. sometimes yeah. it'll yeah. go – you can get something that like plus one ten to start off because they think it's shaded the wrong way, and it'll be minus one seventy five by the, you know, yeah. by the night before opening kickoff or whatever. Can massive swings. We've seen some minus two hundreds before because yeah. they don't want to come off the number or even actual whole win number shifts. And so, uh, getting some of these early numbers, it does tie up your money a little bit longer, but it can be really valuable for the ones that you really like. So, yeah, because uh, yeah, Jared, I look, I look forward to you, you gracing us with the nuggets that you find yeah. in the in the Discord chat. Okay. No pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy the sports betting content. Provided this channel dropped right into your feed. Be back in tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>